The Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6 p.m. Cork's Red FM. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Very glad you could join us for the Big Red Bench on this Saturday evening, where Cork are leading Tyrone by five points going into the second half of their Subreds clash in Croke Park. Cork 2-4, Tyrone 5 points is how it stands at the moment. We'll go live to Kieran O'Regan for an update very, very shortly on that and see how Cork have gotten on, taking a lot of plaudits for the performance in the first half and two cracking goals as well for the Rebels. Kieran will us up today on that in just a bit. Also on the show tonight, I'm going to have a reaction from the Cork under-20s. A fantastic win for them on Thursday night as they were Crown Monster champions with a swaggering win over Kerry down in Porky Rim. We're also going to talk to Darren O'Sullivan and Ethan Fitzgerald. The Cork ladies had a big win over Cavan today. Going to talk American football today. And of course, we're going to talk golf. Shane Lowry, top of the leaderboard at the Open Championship. Listening to the Big Red Bench. Rory here with you until 7pm this evening and we are cheering on the Rebels. It's, it would be a fantastic result if uh, Cork could get the better of a highly fancied Tyrone team. Cork very much the underdogs heading into that game despite their excellent performances against Kerry and indeed against Dublin. So uh, if Cork could get the victory here, it would be something else indeed. But with 37 minutes gone on the clock at uh, Croke Park it is Cork really about 2-4 2-5 points and Kieran, I don't think anyone maybe outside of Cork uh, would have seen this happening No I don't think so but uh, I don't know after last week uh, performance against Dublin maybe uh, some in, in Cork certainly expected a stand up performance today but they've certainly given it in the first half and Sean White getting Cork off the mark early in the second half so it's uh, 2-5 to 5 points in favour of Cork and uh, number 4 for Cork uh, Kevin Flav is down now inside the big square uh, looked like an off the ball incident but uh, it doesn't look like anything's been done but yeah Cork uh, very impressive um, people inside other journalists maybe at half time saying probably not a great game to watch I don't think anyone in Cork will care because <laughs> uh, they're having a fantastic game there is a, a Tyrone player being booked here for some, for that off the ball incident but it's fantastic uh, performance from Cork and it, you know I think after the last few years of Cork not performing it's fantastic seeing performing so well so far this year after uh, maybe the third game of the league they've been on the up you know it's yeah. fantastic um, I've been watching this game in the office Kieran, and from what I can see Cork have just been very patient they haven't um, really committed 20 men forward to kind of cut out that Tyrone counter attack and they've just been passing the ball around quite calmly and quite patiently yeah, they are being very patient. Actually, I've taken a few pictures in the game so far of either side of the pitch where there's been nobody in it, and that's goalkeepers included. <laughs> um, I, I don't know where the goalkeepers are gone or what they're doing up so far, but they, they have uh, been running up the other side of the pitch as well. But just, I don't know, Cork's play is just fantastic. Even James Lockery's goal in the first half, it was uh, Tyrone had a shot or something and or Cork dispossessed it anyway down by the Cork goal and they just worked it up so superbly and ended up getting into James Lockery the uh, cornerback or well he didn't start but um, he did come on after a few minutes and he just rifled a bullet and that all came from fantastic passing the whole way up the pitch It was it's just fantastic to watch um, how Cork are playing they've won another fr- oh, no they haven't won a free sorry they touched the ball in the ground but uh, it, it, the, their play so far in this game has just been absolutely fantastic and like you said they've been slow although Tyrone are running in on the ball now it's going to be a free in uh, just inside the semicircle in front of the goals but their their play has been very patient but they've built it up and they've put up a good score and uh, so much so that Tyrone made three mm. changes at half time Is there a concern that Cork don't have the legs and they might tire in the final quarter? 
Possibly the final 10 minutes. Um, I've said it to people, any Cork game that I've been at, Cork seem to have faltered away, fallen away in the last 10 minutes or so. Why that keeps happening, you'd wonder. Um, but it is because they're absolutely flat. But they shouldn't be getting flat. They're, they're all intercounty players. They're, you know, it's not their first year on the panel or anything. They should be used to it at this stage. But um, Tyrone are a team who will wear down any opponent. But they need to win this game as well because they have Dublin next week and they can't afford a loss either here if they want to progress. Um, they have to get another point here now. So it's uh, that's five five points in the difference at the moment. Um, so they can't afford to lose it either. But they will. Uh, tire Cork out I feel it's just whether Cork can put it out for the the, the last 10 minutes or so is going to be very important um, and hopefully they'll have learned from uh, the the Dublin game because it could cost them in points difference if it comes down to that the 13 point loss game so because they fell away with 10 minutes uh, to go absolutely fantastic possible score here sorry Roar uh, Mark Allen's taking a shot just inside 45 but a trail to the right and wide but um yeah, it's, this is a, probably the biggest second half of all the games in the Super 8s this weekend, I would say, because there's so much at stake for both teams. Mm. Um, so hopefully Cork can close it out and, and stay going uh, with Tyrone for the last 10, 15 minutes uh, because Tyrone do wear out their opposition uh, very well, you know. All right, Cleon, fingers crossed. We'll come back to you in a minute there to see how Cork are getting on. Yeah, cheers, or that's Kieran O'Regan there following Cork and Tyrone first live in Croke Park today it is uh, Cork who lead 2-5 to 6 points 5 point lead for the Rebels with 6 minutes gone in the second half what a result this would be if Cork could see this out um, but we'll get you up to date we'll keep you up to date on uh, that uh, game uh, with reports from Kieran O'Regan uh, that game is going to be followed, of course, by the meeting of uh, Dublin and Roscommon, who go head-to-head at 7 o'clock. Jim O'Connolly, not part of the panel for the game. Um, Jim Gavin mentioned last week that Jim O'Connolly was back training. There was speculation that he might be included in the last year panel. He isn't. Uh, Dave Gunn with an unchanged side from the one that had beat Cork last week. So no Jim O'Connolly in the Dubs panel tonight. Ladies football, meanwhile, Cork taking on Cavan in the second round of the All-Ireland Senior Football Championship. Uh, it finished Cork 6-19 Cavan 3-8 a great win for the Rebels today good spread of scores as well we'll uh, talk to the Cork camp a little bit later on in the show elsewhere in ladies football Tyrone have beaten Neighbours and also champions Donegal on a score of 3-12 to 3-9 while Waterford beat Monaghan 7-19 to 1-10 the Cork Intermediates had a great win over Antrim today in the All-Ireland Championship down in Castle Lode Cork uh, winning 3-18 to 10 points of course uh, Shane Lowry the man everyone is watching at the Open Championship he's on 11 under par at the moment he uh, is in a, the joint lead with Tommy Fleetwood uh, Lowry has been flawless so far three birdies in his round after uh, nine holes in fact he's just added another one has Shane Lowry he has now moved to four under for the day 12 under par in total and the roar I can imagine uh, from the uh, Port Rush crowd. It's been fantastic uh, all uh, weekend for Shane Lowry. Uh, but he is now in the all right lead on 12 under par, par, playing some very, very solid golf indeed. Uh, Tyrone have just gotten a goal, so uh, Cork's lead has been cut to two points. Cork 2 5. Tyrone uh, 1 6 is how it stands there at the moment. Let's just score on that one in just a sec. Uh, but uh, maybe Kieran uh, and uh, my, my confidence was uh, perhaps a little bit uh, premature um, but um, 
in that court performance we were uh, singing their praises there a couple of minutes ago but Tyrone certainly right back into it now with that goal Cork 2-5 Tyrone 1-6 43 minutes now on the clock there at uh, Croke Park we'll go back to Kieran for an update on that one in just a bit but back to the golf and uh, yeah it is uh, Shane Lowry out in front on his own 12 under par ahead of Tommy Fleetwood on 11 under par Jamie Holmes is on 10 under with Lee Westwood on 9 under par Ricky Fowler then Brooks Kupka and Justin Rose further back on 8 under so fingers crossed Shane Lowry can keep up that tremendous run of form because he is playing some fantastic stuff uh, indeed over the last couple of days and indeed today as well of course no Rory McIlroy this weekend uh, he failed to make the cut yes there was more so his disastrous opening round um uh, on the first day when he finished eight over par, he f- he um, fought back yesterday. Fantastic stuff. Got himself into position to make the cut. Needed a birdie on the last, made a par. But he says he's uh, forever grateful for the support he's had from the uh, crowd at Port Rush this weekend. Disappointed not to be here for the weekend, and just full of gratitude towards every single one of the people that, that followed me to the very end. And you know, it's going to be a tough one to get over, but I felt like I give a good account of myself today, and you know I can leave here with my head held high. Uh, Tyrone have got another point so it's just a point in it now Cork 2-5 Tyrone 1-7 is how things stand at uh, Croke Park we'll go back to Kieran O'Regan for that in just a bit Graham McDonald meanwhile um, finished uh, birdie birdie today to finish 300 par for the day 200 par uh, for the championship so an excellent uh, round for him he says he's no doubt Roy McIlroy will add to his four major titles eventually he'll win soon he'll win several you know I think double digits is well within his capabilities but it's a tough landscape out here now you know and like I say He'll get unfairly criticised this week for not playing well, but uh, he had a lot of pressure on his shoulders this week. It's very difficult to come home and try and do what he tried to do. Certainly is. Tiger Woods, meanwhile, says he needs a break from the game. He missed the cut at the Open, finishing six over par. Had a long trip to uh, to Thailand, then tried to get ready for this event, play this event. It's It's been a, a, a lot of travel, a lot of time in the air, a lot of moving around and different hotels and everything. I just want to just go home. Yeah, we can all relate to that, I think. Uh, James Sugar, meanwhile, uh, missed the cut, the man, man. Um, so we'll hear from him in uh, just a little bit, talking about his uh, experience um, at the Open at Port Rush in just a bit. But we have to go back to Croke Park because Cork had a five point lead. They now trail by two, Kieran. Yeah, I, I don't know, maybe we spoke too soon. Yeah. They're on the, the attack again now, Roar. Um, and the opener, he's not giving a free there. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just Tyrone um, really kind of blew up there for a, a few minutes, and Cork didn't seem to know what was happening. A few defensive lapses uh, led to uh, Tyrone's first goal after about 40 minutes, and then had to get a, a penalty. Very, very lazy tackle. It was a push in the back. The ball was going wide, uh, but took out the Tyrone man and uh, conceded a penalty. And uh, uh, one of the Peter Hart was uh, slotted the ball into the back of the net, leaving Mark White with no chance. So it went from Cork being in complete control at half time to being on the back foot within uh, five ten minutes of the second half and it's it's Corker on, under pressure now and this uh, Tyrone really uh, taking advantage of Cork being on the back foot they're just uh, Tyrone completely um, on top of the moment to win in another free here now again on the, the halfway line yeah, Cork hadn't scored for nearly 10 minutes then, so Luke Conley got a point from play to reduce the deficit to just a point now the Cork have to chase the game it's going to leave them a bit more open Kieran it's going to leave a bit more space at the back Sorry, Rory, I lost your Sorry, as I said, um, now that Cork have to chase the game a bit, it's going to uh, leave them a bit more open at the back. Yeah, uh, it, it certainly is. Uh, there's no player 
past the halfway line now at the moment for Cork they're all uh, training back there's been the sub as well for Cork uh, Paul Kerrigan uh, has come on to the pitch um, they'll need him to get some scores but uh, Cork really really under pressure now um, it looks like Ian Maguire is playing kind of a sweeper role here at the moment but uh, they're just under so much pressure another Laps in concentration there, but uh, they've got away with it. They've got the ball going out. Tyrone Man has got injured in that, but Mark Collins has the ball. He's going to run up uh, at the halfway line now, pass it out to the wing. But there's nobody really there looking for the the ball because all the players are in the, are back. Um, so Paul Kerrigan has got the pass now. It's gone to uh, he's passed it off and it's gone back to Paul Kerrigan. But they're running back the field now. Killian O'Hanlon has it, and they're just running across the pitch. They need to do a lot more. Um, but there's no one really up in the the centre. The the, the third, the first third, we'll say. Um, Addy Taylor is the ball now, but they're just passing around because Tyrone are all over them defensively. There's nowhere to actually go for them. They're going to have to take uh, long shots. The ball gone back to the 45 now mm. um, for Cork. Uh, they're really, really under pressure here, or. Yeah, fingers crossed Corn get back into it. Thanks, Colin. We'll come back to you in a couple of minutes. There's about 20 minutes left to go in that game and it is uh, Cork trading Tyrone. Tyrone leading 2-7 to 2-6. One point lead uh, for Tyrone in that game. So hopefully Cork can uh, turn things around uh, a little bit. But as I was mentioning in golf, Shane Lowry top of leadboard 12 under par. Tommy Fleetwood 11 under par. JB Holmes on 10 under in the third round of the uh, Open Championship. Elsewhere this evening in boxing and uh, boxing returning to Netchen State Stadium in Cork tonight as uh, Cork's Nully Murphy uh, fights in front of his hometown fans tonight. The McCroom Welterway takes on Adam Matty of Hungary in Neptune Stadium later on this evening. Cork Sean Clancy meanwhile looks to clinch uh, WBC Muay Thai World Super Lightweight Gold this evening. Belt is on the line this evening as he takes on Alessandro Sara at Neptune Stadium. Uh, that's due to be in and around now so we'll get you a result on that soon as we get us our best luck to all the uh, Cork fighters on the card tonight Dylan White meanwhile uh, looking to move a step back into title contention he faces Oscar Rivas in London tonight the winner will be guaranteed a fight with the WBC champion Deontay Wilder White meanwhile weighed in just over a stone heavier than his Colombian opponent so that will take place about half past ten give or take later on this evening elsewhere in football uh, Cove Ramblers hosting Wexford in the SSC Electricity League first division this evening Kickoff is at 7 o'clock down at St. Cummins Park very best of luck indeed to Cove Ramblers elsewhere in uh, pre-season friendly action Manchester United defeated uh, Inter Milan by a goal to nil earlier on this afternoon in their uh, pre-season friendly game now there has been a lot of dialogue between the clubs because United have rejected a bid of about four, 54 million questions um, from, from Inter for Romelu Lukaku now their beliefs be holding up for a fee of around 75 million which they paid Everton for the striker two years ago Lukaku missed today's friendly win over Inter with an ankle injury and boss Ole Gunnar says they're learning to play without him I think we have uh, done really well without uh, Romelu but of course Romelu we all know he's one of the top top strikers in the in the world number nines we've Played a different way, maybe with Anthony, Marcus, uh, Mason. So, as a coach, you adapt to the players that are available. Milan boss uh, Antonio Conte, or Inter Milan boss uh, Antonio Conte, says uh, he's still hopeful they can get there, man. I consider him uh, a player that could could improve our team. But in one side, there is my uh, my hope, my will. In the other side, then we'll see what uh, what we find. 
elsewhere uh, back in uh, Croke Park at uh, his uh, Tyrone who continue to lead the Rebels it's uh, Tyrone 2-8 Cork 2-6 is outstanding 17 minutes gone there in the second half now Steve Bruce causing controversy already uh, he says he always knew Rafa Benitez would be a hard act to follow the fans not happy uh, with uh, the Spaniards' departure and Bruce's appointment at the new boss at St James's Park he says he can only do his best to try and win them around I knew it was going to be difficult and how popular he was with everybody concerned. I hope over the coming months then I can still try to keep the club going forward and following what he's what he's done over the last couple of years in particular. Elsewhere, Shane Lowry into the rough on the 11th from his tee shot, his second shot uh, going over the back of the green. So a bit of work uh, for uh, Lowry to do there to scramble to save his par and uh, keep the lead, which is currently on 12 under par. Now, as I mentioned, uh, Malos James Sugru um, missed the cut yesterday. Just about heartbreaking stuff uh, for Sugru. This is him talking to John Duggan after uh, his run at the Open. Had a great day out there, really. Um, on the first, and the first, second and third, really, I was... I was definitely the most nervous I've ever been in the golf course. So, just to get through those holes under par was I was delighted. Um, if it, it could have went another way, and the round could have went another way if that had happened. So yeah, just really delighted to to shoot level par with a with a, with a fairly poor finish, bogeying 16 and 17, but overall pretty happy. Yeah, that was uh, Sugar speaking after his first round. It just uh, didn't. Um come together from yesterday couldn't uh, make the cut at uh, one over so uh, still a great experience uh, for the British uh, amateur champion who we had on the show a couple of weeks back as well um, so it was a, a great uh, to see Sugru's uh, performance was particularly in the first day and uh, playing with Aaron Clark as well yesterday and uh, the day before as well so fantastic experience uh, for Sugru alright we are going to um, continue uh, to talk about Gaelic Games going to reflect on the Cork ladies win today big win for them as I mentioned over Cavan earlier on this afternoon 6-19 to 3-8 Darren O'Sullivan uh, came off the bench today and uh, she spoke to our reporter at the game yeah, high intensity game. We knew what Cavan had. Um, I suppose they threw the kitchen sink at us in the first half, and we had a few scares there. Um, I think it came back between four points between us. Um, but that senior into county football, you're not going to get nothing easy. I don't think the scoreline reflects um, how good Cavan were here today. Look, look at it there. I said you said it there. Like defensively, Cork don't lead too many goals. You lead three today. Something they won't, you won't be happy with as a team. No, look, we'll be doing video analysis of the game. Um, we certainly weren't happy with that. Um, it looked like we were on top, and then Cavan um, got a soft goal. We were attacking again got up the field and leaked another goal so that is something we'll have to look at whether it's a matter of resetting or getting an extra player behind the ball and everyone shifting back a line but it is definitely something we'll have to look at we won't uh, get over the line and we won't certainly win an All-Ireland final with that um, easy, those easy goals Looking to next week obviously do a quick turnaround our man next week they, they ran Kevin very close so you know it's going to be another tough game don't next week Yeah absolutely look I suppose looking forward to the week ahead now with rest and recovery for all of the girls um, I suppose for myself and the, the subs will be put to our paces during the week but um, with games that close you are trying to build momentum and there's fierce competition for, for places so um, our man will present another challenge um, they're a fierce physical team and we'll look at them as well throughout the week Obviously from your own personal point of view great to be back on the pitch it's been a frustrating year no doubt especially as your captain so it's great to be back Yeah look I'm absolutely delighted I missed out in the league and Monster campaign um, today was my first um, match since the 8th of December last year so I'm just delighted to be back 
and obviously looking forward no doubt to next weekend hopefully moving on from there then yeah absolutely look um, if we get out of our group we're facing a quarter final um, and then the massive prize of getting um, potentially a match in Crow Park on All-Ireland final semi day semi-final day sorry is the, the prize it's a, a tough four line to kind of get into as well. Not the of Finn playing well, but obviously Libby Coppinger searching new. I mean, they re- I mean, they are performing. Yeah, probably probably the height of their ability at the moment. Yeah, it's fierce competitive. Look, um, if you miss the training session, you get any old niggle or any of that. You're you're on the bench. You're watching from afar. Um, it's fierce, frustrating. It is hard to get in, but that's what I think is is getting us over the line. The matches, our bench is um, is good, and we have a lot of talent on the line. You mentioned there seems the squad seems to be at the be- at the best has been now. For quite a few years. Yeah, I came in in 2012 and I don't know if I'm being biased but I think that our squad is the best it has been since I've been involved with Cork Ladies Football. That's a big statement there from uh, Darren O'Sullivan, a fantastic win for the Rebels today over Cavan. Um, 6-19 to 3-8 was how it finished in the uh, second of the All-Ireland Senior Football Championships. Just a quick score update uh, on uh, Cork and Tyrone. Uh, it's back to a point. Uh, Michael Hurley with a point for the Rebels. It is Cork 2-7, Tyrone 2-8, so a one-point lead for Tyrone. We'll go back to Ciarán in just a little bit. But first, we're going to hear from uh, ladies football boss Aoife Fitzgerald speaking after today's win. Overly, you know, it's just a game that we're never going to lose. Really, I suppose. So, you know, but disappointed we conceded three goals. But um, I think they had, you know, they had a couple of forwards that were very, very good. So, um, but our, obviously our offensive play, I think we scored when three nineteen was it? Whatever. Six nineteen. Six nineteen. Yeah, we have to be happy with that. But there's things we can brush up on. But at the same time, it's our first game for the month, so um, we're a little bit rusty, maybe. But um, but all things considered, you know, when you win, when you win. When you win by that amount, it's you know you have to be pleased. I suppose. I suppose from your point of view, you give a, you give a couple of players that normally don't start a chance to start today. Happy with them? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, there's a squad, and uh, like we have a squad there, and you know we we use it. If we think ours are going well in training, we we give an opportunity. So that happened today, and you know that was Emma's plan's first game for, which was Darren's first first game for a long, long time. So you know, but I think that buzz and Ronna Buckley when she came on made a big impact there as well. I thought um, so. So all in all, it gives us plenty to plenty to ponder over for next week. But you know, that's I suppose that's us more or less qualified now for the for the quarterfinal. It's just a case of keeping that standard up now. Playing next week with Emma next week in Tullamore, and um, and hopefully you know getting another few points there and and. and you know, bringing confidence into the, the uh, qualifying sorry the following week you mentioned her there easy obviously it's great to have Durham back you know she's out for a long time captain of the side it's great to see her back in the pitch today yeah it is and it's just we have to be careful with Durham like she's been out for so long but she's gone very well in training so we're just trying to introduce her you know um, gradually but you know, she's a great presence for her and she's that's it for sure. They're speaking in what seems like a cyclone um, after today's win over Cavan. All square between Cork and Tyrone. It is a ding dong battle between the sides at Croke Park this afternoon. Um, they have gone uh, hammer and tongs head to head across the course of the game. There's about 10 minutes left to go and uh, it remains uh, all square at the moment. Uh, we'll go back to uh, Kieran O'Regan. Uh, Kieran, how's it been going? Yeah, Tyrone have just uh, taken the lead there as well, Roars. Two nights, two eight now at the moment. Uh, one positive here for Cork is that Sean Powder has returned to action. He's uh, had a huge injury layoff. Um, he's come back in last week's training and he's back on the pitch. Came on for a sub. And of Cork got a score. Fantastic score from Michael Hurley. He's got Cork's last three points. He's playing very, very well. He came in, uh, he replaced. 
He replaced uh, Luke Connolly, I think. No, it wasn't Luke Connolly, but he came on a few minutes ago anyway. Um, uh, Mark Collins is who he replaced, sorry. He was a small bit out of the game. Brian Hurley was also replaced by Paul Kerrigan uh, earlier on. And uh, also John O'Rourke has come onto the pitch as well in place of Kevin O'Driscoll. Um, small bit of uh, impetus needed, but Michael Hurley has done well since he's come in and he's kind of drove on the, the forwards a small bit. He's running back now. He's tracking back to the 45 on the other end of the pitch, but it's still kind of Tyrone in the, the ascendancy more than anything here. Um, Luke Connolly did have a goal chance, but he sliced it. Uh, but it, it was an opportunistic shot. Tyrone have got another score here. You can probably hear the crowd in the background. Mm-hmm. Peter Hart getting that. That leaves it Tyrone 210, Cork 29. 61 minutes gone here. While there is nine minutes, it's hard to see Cork actually take the, get the win here. Actually, I think a draw. I think if you ask Ron McCarthy now, he'd be happy with a draw uh, going into the game with Ross Common next week. But uh, Tyrone very much uh, still on top. Only from Michael Hurley, Cork uh, almost out of this game. All right, Carl, we'll come back to you in just a little bit inside the last 10 minutes there now. And it is Tyrone who lead uh, against the Rebels. Shane Lowry, meanwhile, still top of the leaderboard at the uh, Open Championship on 12 under par. One clear of Tommy Fleetwood and uh, JB Holmes, who, who's on 10 under par. All right, um, going to talk about the Cork under 20s. What a fantastic performance earlier on in the week. They were crowned monster champions on Thursday night as they ran right over Kerry in Porky Rin, winning on a score in the 316 to 12 points. Kieran O'Regan was there. Call up the manager Keith Wickham. I'm not surprised, but I am delighted. Um, delighted for the lads because I know what they've put in all year. Um, you know, I'm delighted for lots of people in Cork because I know what it means. To, there, there are an awful lot of people in Cork who know an awful lot more football than I do, who have given their life to it, who brought these young fellas through different ranks, different development squads, different teams within their clubs. And you know, these are the true heroes. You know, my job is an easy job. My job is to come in here and you know organise it and uh, you know lead the lads off and, and just control them and you know and and, and it's very easy to motivate them. It's very easy to, to focus them. Like, so it's not a very hard job, but I'm just so happy to be involved with this age group because they're such a great age group to be involved with and they're, they, they just see everything, you know. And I was just saying to somebody around that, you know, these, you know, these are, are, are in transition. They're in the liminal space, what they call it, you know, between adulthood and, 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 and youth. And they're the, they're the learning spaces. It's a privilege to be involved with the crowd like this. That's as close as a complete com- performance you could ask for. They were just absolutely annihilated carry all over the pitch tonight. Yeah, well, uh, yeah... <laughs> I still think there's a good bit in this crowd, you know. Yeah. They can move it up. But yes, it was complete in terms of, you know, that they, they demolished uh, the lads in front. Uh, you know, like we, like people said last week that, you know, we were lucky to get Waterford. We weren't lucky to get Waterford. We had played a very good Waterford team. Mm-hmm. Like we came into the dressing room. We knew how tired we were after that game. We know how hard the boys worked in that game to, to make sure that the, the scoreline looked in it. They worked the same hard tonight, you know. We, we, next week, we have to think now about our own and playing their own and seeing them on the telly tonight they look very good and they look very accomplished and they're some very very good players and we'll have to work hard but who has to where we're playing we have to work hard and tonight we worked hard and you know we had the benefits from it is that what as good as they can play we don't know that yet you mentioned you're only a cog and that does a great team around you as well yeah, oh, super team around, and like you know, it goes from like you know the likes of Dr. Cam Burns, who does the strength and conditioning, and you know who volunteers all this time, like all the lads volunteer all the time, to Morris, who's been fantastic at the coaching yeah. side of things, to, to Colin O'Neill and, and Pat Spratt and Michal O'Cronin, who've been excellent. I mean, their, their expertise they bring to this is simple. There are some nights I just have to turn up, you know. Uh, yeah, sometimes I have to pull it together, like, but there are some nights I just turn up. I mean, it's a pleasure to watch them and be involved with them as much as young fellas. And you know, I like to play a tribute to to Colin O'Callaghan tonight, you know. 
for him to do what he did tonight, for him to come back to where he came back from, was absolutely tremendous for him and his family. And his, it's a lonely spot being injured. And he fought nights when in February when we were back starting and training. And he was over on the field in the corner of his own. It was raining, it was wet. He was doing his own stuff. And he was only itching at the bit. Yeah. But we included all of them. And we had 50 players. And we've 48 of them yeah. turned out here tonight. You know, and you know, every night we come training, they're all here. They're all pushing it. They're all... And, it's their victory, not mine. I mean, my, no, no, no success. Yeah. I can't take any credit for their work. I just happen to be lucky to be staring at it. Some serious yeah. shooting there from Mark Cron and, and, and uh, Cahill as oh, well. Oh, yeah, fantastic, serious. yeah. And, you know, you know like they, they, it's not, this is not a fluke. I mean, they've been doing that consistently throughout the league and throughout the championships, and, yeah, and it's, I'm delighted for them. But, like, you know, a shot is only as good as the service you get, you know. Yeah. And they were getting great balls in, and, you know, they worked hard from the backs and midfielders, and I thought they had some fantastic performances tonight all over. And you touched on it there, Tyrone, are you going to be a tough opposition? Oh, yeah, look, look, everyone at this level is tough, and everyone is capable of beating you at any one time. So you have to be, you know, working hard, and you have to be doing that same things. And we'll, that's all we can do. We can control what we can control. We look at what... We, yeah. what we have to do and you know we have to worry about ourselves what's the plan for next week uh, plan for next week and uh, we, we'll leave them off tonight you know and uh, we'll, uh, we'll back train on, on Sunday and uh, we'll reevaluate then on Sunday and we'll make a plan then for Wednesday again yeah fantastic fantastic performance uh, by uh, Cork uh, in that game last week, uh, last Thursday night, I should say, um, against Kerry, they were red hot, were the Rebels, and fully deserved that win. And uh, they now going to face Tyrone in the All Ireland semi final, which is in the Bordemona O'Connor Park on Sunday, tomorrow week. Uh, a 4pm throwing time for that one so fingers crossed discussing our other victory on that game uh, just to get you a score update from the seniors game against Tyrone um, coming up to close to 5 minutes left it's Tyrone with a 3 point lead it's Tyrone 2-12 Cork 2-9 with about 5 minutes left to play uh, I'm going to hear from the other 20 man of the match from the other night uh, with a 5 point haul uh, Mark Cronin of Nemo Rangers uh, yeah it's brilliant Like I know a lot of people wouldn't have backed us coming in um, but we were hunting and ourselves that we had this performance in us but it's important that we don't stop here now we're playing Tyrone next week and it's important yeah. that we bring it into next week um, like I said to, to Keith but that was almost a, a complete performance like just all over the field completely outclassed Kerry uh, yeah, I wouldn't say complete performance there if you want to pick it ending you can pick it out a couple of ways for ourselves but uh, no it, we were very happy ourselves but it's important now that we kick on for next week and that we don't get complacent at all um, like there was a lot of people that um, well Kerry are always built up but there's the wins that Cork have had over Waterford and that uh, going in people were saying oh they were expecting a lot from this team was there any bit of pressure going in? Pressure no like before you'd be kind of fearful or not fearful you'd be nervous but we were actually excited coming in more than anything because we knew what we could put up and now like they're a very good team um, their forwards they're sending like in fairness their backs they shut down their key forwards yeah. like Fiaker Clifford Donald Sullivan lads that they're going to be in around their senior team next year and our backs are well able to match them Yeah there was some serious shooting from yourself and Colin and others as well but some serious shooting uh, scores from yourselves uh, there was a couple of nice ones now but a couple of bad ones as well that I'm sure keep will be pointing out in the gym next week <laughs> um, that match next week against Tyrone that's going to be a serious battle different to what you've had so far yeah different I suppose that was a very open game of football tonight yeah. next week will be we'll have to be a bit more patient but they're well able to play football I was only watching highlights of them there the other day yeah. and they've like Derek Hanlon's very good at centre forward and they've got other nice players and I think they have some midfielder that was in with the seniors as well so it's important that we bring a game for next week um, obviously you're excited for that all Ireland series because it's the first time in three years Cork won the uh, title Munster in football yeah it's very exciting like even ourselves for minor we didn't get out of Munster at all so it's a new experience for a lot of us but yeah. I'm sure we're relishing it and uh, what's the plan for the week now ahead of that Tyrone game uh, I suppose 
suppose we won't do anything now until Sunday probably just like training Sunday probably Wednesday again and just I suppose we'll analyse our own a bit but more importantly we'll focus on ourselves and our strengths and we won't be afraid of anyone I know I, I mentioned about some of your scores you mentioned your wides but you still got man of the match I think as well um, you obviously have to be happy with that I know you know I know you'll say there's a team around you but you were awarded man of the match for a reason like. uh, well I, I'm happy to get it but Jesus it's not about me at all it's, uh, it's about a lot more fellas than that even including you could say 14 or you can say the 6 that came uh, on you know it's, it's very much a team performance and the defence so fairness you've got to give them a team man of the match in fairness yeah, it's uh, Nemo Rangers, uh, Mark Cronin there, named man of the match in that superb performance against Kerry on Thursday night. Fingers crossed the Rebels can bring that uh, level of performance into the clash uh, with Tyrone in the semi-final uh, at O'Connor Park uh, next Sunday. So fingers crossed uh, the Rebels will be able to do that. Score update from Croke Park. I'm going back to Kieran in just a bit. It's back to two points. It's Tyrone 2-12. Luke Connolly uh, with the point to bring it to Cork 2-10. So two points in it. Cork 210 turn on 212. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. We'll come back and we'll talk to Kieran. The Big Red Bet. Saturday and Sunday from 6 p.m. Getting to the uh, the end of the game at Croke Park. But Kieran, it doesn't look like it's going to be Cork's day. No, and uh, Tyrone nearly got a goal there only for a fantastic save from Mark White. But uh, there's been two or three kickouts. It's like deja vu from last week. Uh, two or three kickouts going astray. Going straight to Tyrone and they uh, making the most of it at the moment. It's Tyrone 2.14, Cork 2.10. There's five minutes of injury time. We've played a minute of that. We're not... Well, I don't think we're going to get four points in that time anyway. Um, Tyrone now for 45. Uh, very disappointing. Where did it go wrong for, uh, for Cork, you're on? I don't know it's like they came back out in the second half and Tyrone certainly up their performance uh, is it five points now no still four points they have to um, Tyrone just really up their performance they were really late coming out as well for the second half so I'm sure they were getting a, a drill in from Mickey Hart as well but um, Cork it was like a rabbit in headlights actually uh, was probably a good description uh, Cork didn't didn't know what was happening Tyrone just kind of uh, really took hold of the game when they came back out into the second half and it's been like that for the, the whole second half bar the introduction of Michael Hurley who's slotted over a few points um, and Luke Connolly Sean White they're the only people who scored for Cork in the second half uh, it's it's just kind of poor enough there's lots of Tyrone free men around the pitch it's just Cork just completely lacked off it's like mm. the last game for the last few moments or last few minutes of the game last 10 minutes Cork backed off and the same thing kind of happened in this number 23 that is um, John O'Rourke he's just got a point for Cork no but I don't know, even though it's only three points so you can't see Cork getting the goal in, in the two and a half minutes that's left um, just a bit like grabbing in the headlights <laughs> Yeah. alright Kieran disappointing stuff we'll get your full time report in uh, just a bit but it looks like it's going to be Tyrone's day and not the Rebels at Croke Park uh, just an update on the Open Championship uh, Shane Lowry still uh, continues to lead he's on 12 under par after his 11 holes he's joined the top leaderboard uh, by Tommy Fleetwood who's had an excellent day today he's 5 under so far through 13 to 12 under par so it's uh, been a, an interesting battle at the top and Shane Lowry's still there still consistent fingers crossed he can keep that up but JB Holmes meanwhile is on 10 under par with Justin Rose and Lee Westwood back on 9 under I've got to talk American football now the Cork Admirals will have to book a place in the Shamrock Bowl tomorrow they take on the South Dublin Panthers in the semi-final that's at the Prez Sports Grounds with a 2pm start I was joined in studio by defensive coordinator Brendan 
Brendan Kelleher and first head coach Alan Lamasty. We've had two good weeks of practice now since the last game. Um, it's a, obviously for us. It's our first ever home semi final, mm. um, so it's a huge, huge day tomorrow. Yeah, and the last time you were in here was ahead of your your family fun day in that big game that you had a couple of weeks ago. Had that go? Yeah, it went really well. I think couldn't be really happier with the performance. You know, turned it on and all sides, offense, defense, special teams. You know, got a score in all three phases. Threw the ball really well. I think if if anybody was down at the game, they would have seen us like absolutely just on fire throwing the football, mm. throwing the ball to five or six different guys you know long ball short ball mm. would have been a great game to watch if, for, and I'm sure people would have said the same thing when he was there mm. same on defence guys who were just just up for it and, and wanted to kind of put on a performance because I think the, the year previously just our performance in that game you know it just wasn't great like we kind of didn't play up to the, to the occasion and didn't play up to the, to the opposition the opposition came kind of more ready to play than we did the pre- year previous so I think I think the poor Rhinos kind of felt a bit of a backlash this year that we were more than motivated to play better. Um, obviously, there's a lot of confidence in the in the in the panel, so yeah. I mean, look, uh, you know, we're 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 defending champions. You know, the opportunity to, you know, to try and defend our title. As I said to the lads, you can go ten years in the league and never get to a Shamrock Bowl. We mm. have the opportunity to get to a second one in a row. Yeah. So, you know, the, the guys the guys are up for it. They're, they're definitely, you know, we're prepared mentally, physically, they're, they're ready to go. And as a head coach, how important is your role then to make sure that confidence doesn't turn to, to cockiness, to arrogance and to, to overconfidence? Yeah, well, that obviously that's the that's the balance you're trying to find. You want guys to play to a level where, you know, they, they, they have confidence, but, you know, you certainly don't want them thinking, look, we'll just have to turn up to win. Mm-hmm. Because, unfortunately, we've seen in many sporting teams have had that problem. Um, so, look, we just, we, we keep at them, keep at them in practice, you know, make sure that mistakes you know can happen and, and they understand why the mistakes mm. can happen and um, you know keep building and building and you know we may torture them a few bits and pieces <laughs> to make sure they're not getting too cocky whatever you know that kind of way um, Brendan you obviously you beat them in the, the opening round uh, this season how much does that game count or does it count for anything going into as well? It, it counts for a bit alright um, look I, I think that it in that game, it was a it was a funny one. I think we kind of made all the, most of the play in it, but they got ahead early and they kind of kept that lead until the fourth quarter, and then we kind of finished strongly and and, and won it out. But um, I think all these games take on a life of their own. We've actually had a great kind of ding dong with the Panthers over the last couple of years. In that, um, you know, we played them t- was it three times last year? Like we won in Dublin, they won in Cork, then we won in this absolutely ridiculous game in the playoffs last year when it mm. went to double overtime and we won. I think it was thirty one twenty four or something. And in that game, it was a fantastic game. I mean. Even in all the run we had last year, that game just stands out. You know, it was just one of those games where I say any neutral that was at it would have gone. That was just a great game of football to watch. You could have gone anyway for a long period. And then this year, you know, it was a twenty fourteen game when we've we've won most of our games this year by by two scores. Mm-hmm. You know, the Panthers came clo- came closer than anyone else kind of to, to beating us really this year. You know, they had the ball maybe two times in the fourth quarter with a chance to go ahead. You know, most teams haven't had that chance in us this year, so you know, we're not we're not taking it for granted. No way, like you know. But still, it's good to have it in that. You know, we know that. You know, if we play up to our potential, we're going to have a really good chance to win the game. If we can avoid the mistakes, like I was saying there, you know, we'll have a really good chance to win the game for sure. And do you get to see much like tape on their other matches and stuff like that, and you know, oh, yeah. learn yeah, a lot about them? Yeah, we spend a good bit of time now watching tape and game planning, and you know, look, every team swaps tape around the league, so mm-hmm. you know it has come on in leaps and bounds in the last few years in the quality of what you get to see, mm-hmm. and obviously, you know, what you can plan for, whether it is scheme or whether it is personnel. Mm. You know, you get to watch certain things. So look, you know, we'd always go into a game then with a few different things ready, depending on what we see. Mm. 
you know. And how do you find the balance then of kind of maybe overemphasizing the uh, the opposition as opposed to playing your, to your own strengths? Oh then? yeah. Well, look, I mean, we were always repping our own stuff regardless. Mm. You know, so we will rep, rep, rep our own stuff, and then we'll have a specific time set aside where we will use against scout and whatever for what mm. they are doing, so we can prepare both then. Yeah, exactly. I think if you're like, it's a big part of what we do really coming into game week. Though, like, I think if you're not looking at the opposition and and playing to what is going to happen mm. in front of you, then you know you're not doing yourself justice. Yeah, well, like, then you've got to try and adjust in game, which mm-hmm. is always a bit more difficult. You know, you'll always make in game adjustments, yeah. but you don't want to be making all adjustments. And what are their strengths? Uh, they've they've a very good big running back. Mm. You know, um, on offense they're able to throw the ball well. Um, they had a couple of very very good receivers, but I think they're they're gone for the season with injuries. But you know, you've always guys then that you don't know about that can step up. Yeah, you know, um, their defense is good. You know, they're, they're they're able to cover well. As Brent says, you know, they're the team that probably ran us the closest already this year. Mm. You know, and um, heading into the game now tomorrow. I mean, like you're obviously favourites for the game tomorrow. Does that bring its own pressure? I don't think so because I think I think look we've had that take probably for every game nearly that we played this year in that you know when you, you win the championship last year you're going to be favourite to win a game mm. every game you played following year so I think it's we've got a really role reversal last year we were kind of trying to break down the door and get that first championship get that mm. first win get that first you know for all, for this kind of group of players get the first you know semi final win back to the ball game and then win that ball game so like I, I don't think there's that that kind of pressure on us no I don't think I think we just know that we're comfortable in ourselves at the moment if we lock on to the tasks that we've kind of identified for, for this game, make the little adjustments and, and focus on those, we'll be fine. It's just more or less about going out and expressing ourselves, playing the football, avoiding the mistakes. And Panthers are probably the exact same boat. They know if they come down and play their A game, they'll be in a really good shot of winning the game as well. I think it's just whoever plays better and is mm. going to win the game. Something we were touching on before the interview started earlier was, um, do you reflect on how far you've come as a club over the last couple of years? Yeah, I mean, look, we, we, we look at where we were back in 2012, 2013 mm. to where we are now. And, you know, our, our aim every year is to improve the club, whether it is on or off the field, in, in both ways. Mm-hmm. You know, to try and expand the, the quality of, of the coaching, the you know what the players get to do, and and you know, next year we'll obviously we'll have to set goals to you know what's our next step, what's our next improvement. Um, so look, we we keep every year we keep driving it on, driving mm-hmm. it on, driving it on. And are you planning for next year already, or is it kind of just? Well, kind of in that, like you know, we will have a youth team again this year in the autumn. Yeah. You know, and mm-hmm. I think that's been a, a massive injection for the club. And I think, I think just looking at the youth team that's going or the youth league that's going to be in the league this year, the number of teams that are participating, I think a lot of teams have realised that we've definitely benefited hugely from developing a lot of guys who are seventeen, eighteen, and you know, performing really well when they're eighteen and nineteen with us. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, the leaving start was a problem for us this year because we had guys who were starters who were doing the leaving start, where other teams are going. <laughs> what are you having guys in the leaving yeah, for? Yeah, yeah. Two or three years ago, they were laughing at us, but yeah. now they're going. Maybe we need to have a youth team as well because these guys are getting had this pipeline of of good young players. And look at the age profile of our team last year. We had a lot of really young guys starting in that team who are mm. second and third year players. No, yeah. yeah, but you know, at the same time, though, it's probably easier for these guys to commit. You know, they have less family and, and work commitments and stuff like that. So it marries well. But at the same time, though, we're looking forward to the youth team because we won the title as well last year mm. and just defending the title this year. So from a point of view, you know, every team should have a youth team. Yeah, mm. you know, if you want to grow the sport in Ireland. Every team should have a U team. And I suppose the earlier they can adapt and learn the game and adapt their own yeah. skills over as well. Yeah, 100%. Because yeah. it's all, you know, there's so many different positions. And, and I think the great thing about youths is that, you know, 
guys can come down and they can try a lot more and you yeah. there's a lot less pressure like you know if you come down to us in your 20s there's a little bit of pressure to kind of learn and there's a, lot, there's a good bit to learn right now mm. we'll, we'll take our time we'll bring you through it and we'll, we won't put you in a situation you're not ready for or whatever but it's know when you go to the youth it's less pressure guys can play a bit of offence a bit of defence you know they learn a lot more try a few different positions and you know it's a little bit more relaxed a bit more fun yeah. and it's easier when obviously guys aren't as big and as strong and as fast so yeah, it's plus you're playing the same age fellas as well mm. you know you're not going up against the guy who's playing in this sport for 10 years and you know who'd have a few tricks in the bag that, you <laughs> yeah. know whereas you're playing against other youth guys yeah. you know it's it's a different and as you touched on it makes it easier for you to get numbers to the senior side then as well absolutely yeah because you generally find once they come down and they'll get into it then they just want to go 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 and they want to keep going more I mean mm. with a lot of our youth team this year going you know when's our next game when's our next game when's our next game <laughs> you know so mm. You know, that eagerness that obviously you get with, with youth, you know, when, yeah. can we, when am I 18, when can I play for the senior team, you know, <laughs> yeah. which is great. Yeah, but I think the, the, the conversion rate is the huge thing, I think, like, when we looked at the team, say offense, defense, that started in the Shamrock Bowl last year, I think we had something like nine or ten players who had played either youth the year previous mm. or, or two years before, which is massive, massive, yeah. I mean, like, if we didn't have a youth team, we'd wonder how, how easily would we got those guys involved. It would have been a lot, lot harder for sure. So, no, we're looking forward to that. Like, I mean, it's kind of a there'll be a, a, a very brief pause, I suppose, for for a few weeks and, and a year round, year yeah. round thing now for yeah. the coaches. To be honest, I'm sure your families are delighted with that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're accustomed to it now, yeah. lads. A uh, pleasure having you. And uh, just details for tomorrow. Funny who wants to go, Brian? Uh Two p.m. down in uh, Presley Sports Grounds in in Wilton. So look, we've been down there for the last couple of years. I'm very happy to be to be part of down there, and I'm very thankful to present. Also, I'd really like to take the chance to say thanks very much as well to, to East Village and to Derry, especially just for the support we've got in the last yeah. couple of years as well. You know, it's difficult in that you know we've a lot of travel to do, we've a lot of expense in the type of sport we play. So, you know, the sponsorship from East Village is huge in, in helping mm-hmm. us um, and help us just be able to play the sport in the first place. Lads, won't wish you luck tomorrow. You don't need it. Um, thanks, for Rory. thanks, Rory. Thanks, Rory. Thanks, Rory. Yeah, it's Brendan Kelleher there and uh, head coach Alan Amasny looking ahead uh, to the uh, Shamrock Bowl semi-final tomorrow. The South Dublin Panthers, the opposition, it takes place in Prez's sports grounds tomorrow at 2 o'clock start time for that one so very oh, I was going to say very best luck they don't need it uh, the Admirals uh, red hot and hopefully um, they will be booking their place in the Shamrock Bowl um, elsewhere it's the Belfast Trojans against the UCD in the other one that's also happening tomorrow at 2 o'clock up in Belfast um, and the final as well is going to be played in Donnybrook so a fantastic venue for the final It'd be great to see the Admirals there. Um, it's finished in defeat for Cork, unfortunately, in Croke Park. Uh, full-time report from Kieran O'Regan. Full-time in Croke Park. Cork 2-12, Tyrone 2-15. It's Tyrone who've uh, claimed the points here in this Super 8's clash in Croke Park. Just not to be for the Rebels. Tyrone, uh, certainly the better side in the second half. Disappointment for the Rebels because they really had a fantastic first half and were totally on top of their opposition uh, this this evening up here at headquarters. But uh, Tyrone just uh, came out in the second half, much stronger team and uh, have won this game by three points. Uh, that's it for uh, today. Cork take on Roscommon in two weeks' time in Parky Rain with uh, not a whole pile to uh, play for, but uh, they will play. They'll have to play them anyway. It, full time here in Crow Park. It's Cork 212.
winner's title 2015 yeah disappointment there for the Rebels we'll have reaction on that game coming up on tomorrow evening's show and we'll talk to Kieran about it in depth a little bit on the show tomorrow as well um, update on the golf Shane Norrie is now in the outright lead he is on 13 under par he is red hot today he has hit 5 birdies today including his most latest his most latest birdie or his latest birdie I should say um, birdieing the par 5 12th so he is now on 13 under par he is uh, one shot clear of Tommy Fleetwood and uh, two shots clear of his playing partner JB Holmes so Lowry certainly in red hot form can he maintain this form and lift the Clare jog tomorrow fingers crossed that he can alright I'm uh, going to talk uh, wrestling because the Phoenix Wrestling crew um, are holding their first anniversary show um next Saturday night in the uh, keynote so it's uh, been an incredible year uh, for Phoenix Wrestling starting from nothing and uh Earning the respect of the uh, Irish wrestling community through hard work and some excellent, excellent shows. Uh, the man behind it all, uh, Mr Billy Bedlam, calling to me earlier on today. Uh, it's hard to believe it's been a year since your first show. I know, it's been a fast year. Um, myself and Marion Armstrong, we chatting about it the other day, we have 14 shows done, just adult shows. That's including the Courage show, which we did at 48 yeah. hours notice. But we have... Couple of kids shows and a couple of wrestle slams as well, so I'd say we're around seventeen or eighteen shows in twelve months. I mean, like when you were, yeah, when you were starting out, could you ever envision you would have done like eighteen shows in your first year? No, 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 no. no. Well, when we did one, our, our our aim was to do two. Yeah. At the start, we were like, okay, well, we have we had the Kino booked and we had Dolan's Warehouse booked. Yeah. And we said, if we can get past those two, we'll see what happens. And mm. fourteen shows later, here we are. Like, what's been the most enjoyable part of it all? Um. I think it just generally interacting with more wrestlers and getting mm. getting the scene in Cork. The scene in Cork is is pretty new in comparison to the scene in Dublin or the scene internationally, right? So I know there was wrestling, and we just mentioned off air there. We were chatting in uh, Neptune before where Irish Whip turned up with yeah. the ring, but <laughs> that was a good show. There was wrestling shows coming to Ireland over the years, but they'd never had a scene. So it was like when they started the scene in Dublin fifteen years ago. You can say Lee kind of maybe started the scene back yeah. in the day here, maybe five or six years ago. But now it's kind of revolutionised and it's kind of evolving now. And that's been the most enjoyable thing over the last year, welcoming a lot more variety of wrestlers down into Cork and mm. getting good feedback about. The, the, about that and then integrating that with the local Cork talent like Raven Creed Matt Schuyler Mr Charlie and there's um, another group of guys just ready from the conveyor belt from the academy as well ready to go you know? I was going to say that yeah because I mean, like, um, the school is obviously a big part of what you do which must be a, a source of particular pride for you oh absolutely yeah absolutely the school is open a year um, we've just got our first sponsorship sponsor as well there David Gaffney Solicitors uh, big shout out to hello Dave. Dave hi Dave yeah hi Dave so um, we're picking up a check off Dave there Monday um, so like that's something that we want we're striving to, to do get the local people in the community to kind of help us out because there's not a lot of money to be made in the school and whatnot, but mm. we put the money straight back in so we can get better facilities and new flooring and that kind of thing so we can, you know, um, do a better job. But yeah, the school's flying, yeah. You're also bringing in people like Justy last week for a seminar, yeah. Debbie Keitel for a seminar as well, Absolutely, which is huge. Yeah. Absolutely, and Be Cool has uh, officially been announced as our head trainer, our new head trainer, yeah. so he's taken over. He came down last Wednesday, but he's officially starting, I suppose, next Monday week. Uh, just to give a little bit more of... Um, 
the experience that the that he has and from the for his ten years in the business, like mm. and he's going to help coach our coaches, um, which we namely Raven Creed um, and uh, Butch Armstrong when he wherever he comes back, he'll kind of be kind of a junior coach, uh, mm. and then myself and Marion kind of facilitate training as well from a kind of a match booker point of view. Mm. Although Marion Armstrong is he's eight or nine years um, wrestling uh, experience as well, and for, I think he's the best wrestler in Cork. Like, but mm. um, you know, and as the boss man, seeing people progress from the school to the big stage must be massive pleasing it's brilliant it's brilliant and you know what there's there's a couple of guys that are near are, are, are new guys no one I've seen them they're fresh I mean it's, it's different we had guys in CCW who kind of went away and repackaged themselves mm. and came back but there's one or two guys that are, we, we discovered them ourselves we were after training them ourselves and we have they have great potential uh, Reardon O'Connor is one and uh, another guy called Tommy Turner you wouldn't have seen either of these two guys mm-hmm. though, to be fair but they're going to be on WrestleSlams very soon and then up to the big show whenever they're they're just nearly ready so and there's a f- you know there's there's a, there's loads of guys behind them as well pushing them on so yeah it's great so this is your, your one year anniversary show, the yeah. big show. I mean, was there a bit of pressure to on a big, big show for this? Uh, I think we we had this show named a year ago, <laughs> right? Uh, we always wanted to do a show called What a Spell Party, this yeah. is, but I think it's kind of morphed a little bit slightly the way we want to, want to present it, because you're our guest presenter, yeah, you're our guest host for the night, and we haven't announced it yet, but you look, we'll announce <laughs> we'll it now. No. Yeah. I'm slightly terrified about that as well. Yeah, you'll be fine, be you're just in there with a big group of wrestlers, uh, <laughs> and I'll be watching you from from, Thanks, from behind the screen, you know. But, um, yeah, we have a great show, I mean, we have, we've Justy versus Dana Burns, with, in a uh, Say Your Name match, mm-hmm. we've got uh, Club Tropicana, which is their first time in the Kino, um, they're uh, he's t- they're tagging with uh, Stoner Dan. They're fighting the Angel Cruisers, and unfortunately, the session about Martina can't make it for due to a, mm. a conflict of schedules. But uh, I'm sure we have something up our sleeve oh, for yeah. that, right? We've got the big win make open challenge as usual. We've got Matt Skyler versus Scotty Davis, which is going Matt to be brilliant. awesome. Ah, yeah, Scotty's awesome. Yeah, um, he's one of the best. He's one of the best wrestlers on the con- on the mm. island, um, and. We're excited about putting our guy, who we think is definitely has got the potential to be up there with Scotty, um, mm. and we're really looking forward to that match. We've got the resurgence with um, know, yeah. <laughs> the guy who ended my career, Valium Bruiser and Alexander Dean versus Club Rock Shandy again. We're very much excited for Club Rock Shandy. They're great. Mm. They're they're a bundle of energy, and they're um, they're always nice to have around. You know. Um, so Terry Thatcher is wrestling against a guy called Carlos Romeo. Mm-hmm. Carlos Romo, sorry. Um, it's his first time in Phoenix, but it's not his first time in Cork. He's half of the team uh, White Wolf mm-hmm. with A-Kid. Have you, have you seen him? I think so, yeah. I saw him in uh, OTT Contenders as well a couple of months back. He's uh, in this wrestling a singles match. He's, he's very, very mm-hmm. good. So we're, we're delighted to have him on board. Uh, we've got the Own, uh, sorry, Richard, Own Your Destiny um, seminar, which is going to be, uh, he's a new guy on the scene. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be really good. He had a very good match against uh, Stoner Dan recently. And then, in the first ever Empress Tournament mm-hmm. final, we're going to have Crown of, we're going to have Crown of First Champion, which we're really excited about, Amy Lanzi versus Debbie Keitel. Two fantastic, fantastic wrestlers. Do you know what? It's been a, it's been a strange couple of months with the tournament, the way it's panned out, with Debbie um, getting to the final after she initially got an, uh, an eliminated in the first round. Mm. Um, Amy, who was supposed to, f- to wrestle Katie Harvey, who got very badly injured up in OTT she's back uh, to ref the match by the way um, and she didn't take a bye in the first round she wanted to fight and she faced Anita Vaughan um, and then she came she had to go to do it the hard way so for us to actually crown our first champion that's a big um, deal it is a big deal yeah we're really excited we're um, 
we haven't got the belt yet. Uh, <laughs> I know Marion's a bit worried. Um, it's due to be, we're due to have it already next week. I've seen the first pictures of it there yeah. recently. Um, it's really, really nice. Really, really. Uh, Dwayne, who normally um, does our, our shows as our graphic designer, mm-hmm. he's um, designed gear for like Cassius Ono and he designs shirts for Ring of Honor wrestlers and stuff. So he's after designing all our belts. Mm. So we're going to get the first one uh, during the week and then the Empress final. So it's, come, it's, it's a real pleasure to um, facilitate the Empress Tournament and to have Debbie Cattell versus Jamie mm-hmm. Lanzi it's going to be a great match I'm uh, really looking forward to next week's show even though the MC is a bit dodgy but uh, hey, other, other you'll that, be fine you'll <laughs> be fine uh, very best luck man talk to you next week isn't right thanks very much yeah always great to have uh, Billy Bedlam and the Phoenix Wrestling crew in and uh, really looking forward to their show next uh, Saturday night at the Kino just a couple of fighting results um, Ryan Sheehan has won his fight at Netjean Stadium as he beat Jay Council uh, by unanimous decision but the big result is uh, Sean Clover Clancy of Siam Warriors has defeated Alessandro Sara to be crowned the WBC World Muay Thai Super Lightweight Champion after unanimous decision congratulations uh, to Sean Clancy a very best look to Tony Murphy, who headlines the, car, the boxing card tonight in Neptune Stadium. Now, professional boxing returning to Neptune Stadium. Should be a cracking atmosphere, a cracking card on that one as well. So very best luck in him, indeed, to Nolly and the, the rest of the Cork fighters as well. We're pretty much out of time. Thanks very much indeed for tuning our way on the show this evening. We're back tomorrow from 6pm. We'll have all the reaction from Cork's defeat to Tyrone and uh, analysis on the game as well so you can tune in tomorrow evening from 6 and uh, we'll also hopefully be talking about uh, Shane Lowry winning the Open Championship uh, tomorrow he's certainly going very very well indeed as things stand at the moment right we're out of time Stevie's up next with the block party enjoy the rest of your Saturday night folks uh, you can follow us on Big Red Bench at Twitter and uh, I'll talk to you tomorrow Miss the show? Grab the Big Red Bench podcast at redfm.ie. Corks Red FM.